the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts deep into my heart. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Welcome to the show. This is the Thursday show, which means it's Polly's show. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and you're listening to the date day edition of the Word to Stand On for Life on Thursdays, ladies, a day that we set aside especially for you. Again, we'll take questions and calls from anybody, but ladies, this is an opportunity to be encouraged or to get some um, direction from Paula. All you have to do is call us, 340 340- 9585 for your live calls and questions. That's 340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com, or you can use our free Calvary Chapel mobile app and send your questions to us that way. If you're driving in your car, Fighting the traffic, the safest way to call is use the free KSLR mobile app. That way you can use your hands-free feature in your phone and uh, just hit one button. It says call now and you'll be connected directly to our studio producer. Our main number one more time is 340-9585. Paula, welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. I've been hanging with you all day, though. I know. It's been good. So what's up? I don't know what to talk about first. So, um... This week we've been having the Calvary Kids um, <laughs> Vacation Bible School, and that's been really lots of fun. I mean, and you're I, dancing tomorrow night. It's... Well, tomorrow night, Friday night, they're the worship team. I think. Yeah, we're the worship. Uh, we, we have a tradition here on Vacation Bible School week. Uh, the Calvary Kids dancers uh, do the worship for the Friday night service, and uh, um, so tomorrow we'll have. Um, I don't know whole bunch of kids mm-hmm, spread out mm-hmm. and then some of the teachers and adults and mm-hmm. every year they sort of rope you into dancing with them mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. and they had to pray for grandma <laughs> you know how many more years can she do this but so far it's been okay so yeah and, and praise the lord it doesn't seem to be quite as vigorous even though you know jocelyn our leader says you know put some stuff in it come on let's <laughs> be happy be joyful so you know but I'm, I, I'm sorry, I can't tell her. I'm old! So. You know, Paul, with one day left, it's been a pretty amazing week for, for our Calvary Kids Bible School. It's uh, over 200 kids every day, and just uh, loud, and but yeah. filled with joy. <laughs> Last night I told the, the, the online audience that uh, we had explained that we're having Bible School this week, and that's why all the decorations and the jungle motif, mm-hmm. um, if they were looking, wondering, what are the decorations are they mm-hmm. doing over mm-hmm. there? So, um, But it's been really, really a good time. Yeah, it was cute. Um, on Tuesday, you know, I, I host the leadership ladies of our church. And so about, and see, they're not supposed to come over to the house till like 1. Well, about 12, 15, 12, 20, one of them texted me, said, I was volunteered to ask you if we could come early because we're all here at the church. And I said, well, of course. How can I say, you know, no to my kids? So you should have seen them because most of them serve at 
VBS in one capacity or all of them. And they came drag, <laughs> dragging in. Um, it was really cute. And then we had, uh, I had invited another, you know, I invite the other Calvary Chapel pastor's wives, and, and one of them came. And then uh, a new girl in our leadership group brought a friend of hers from out of town. And so uh, one of our regular ladies said, oh, man, we need to straighten up. We got company. <laughs> you see, they want to take a nap on our bed or the guest bedroom bed. It's like, oh, man, we got to look alive. Come on, girls. It you know what so I'm cute. thinking? You need to invite less. We have a small house. <laughs> yeah, we do. But I don't know, Pastor Ron. I remember going to my favorite Aunt, Aunt Chug's house. And Aunt Chug, I don't even know what her real name was, but that's what we called her. And she had a pretty small house. But her living room was way bigger than her kitchen. But for some reason, all 35 of us would just sit around in her kitchen. The olders would sit at the table. And then it just seemed like natural from shorter to taller. We would just continue circling and be around that little kitchen table. Just all of us touching one another and nobody saying, you're touching me. She's touching me. You're touching me. We just wanted to be close. And so that's how our leadership group that yes. Chug was the one with the mustache, right? Yeah, she had, she had a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't grow one, and she had one. <laughs> Don't be jealous. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, we the uh, Calvary Kids Vacation Bible School uh, kids will be dancing tomorrow night, and uh, it's a really fun time. And the kids, you know, I mean, they get the gospel, uh, you know, taught to them just like you teach it to the to the big kids. And um, kids get saved. And some of them know what they're doing. Some of them just kind of go along, but some really know. And you know what the sweetest thing is for me? Tomorrow afternoon, you know, the troop we dance after mm-hmm. the, you know, the last day. So we're actually dancing twice tomorrow. But anyway, um, there's an altar call given. And to see the junior hires and the high schoolers in, uh, who come back, yeah, they can't come to VBS because mm-hmm. they're too old. Yeah, but but they come and they serve. Yeah, and just like on Friday nights when we have our our our, our church leaders, men and women from the pastors and discipleship mm-hmm. class, kind of spread out before the stage mm-hmm. so people can come up for prayer. Uh, the, the the older kids do that. Yeah. I, that's one of my favorite. That's things. one of my favorite things too. And um, I was a little overwhelmed because yesterday we had a rehearsal. You know, before school the. The, the dance team gets together to be prepared for the new song every day. There's a new song we add every day. And just looking around and seeing how many servants there are, I was just like, Lord, this is, you are too good. You are too good to me. And it was just, I told you, I said, I was almost crying, you know. And uh, the Lord is good. And there's a whole bunch of kids that, I don't recognize, but that's because um, friends and family are bringing friends and family who may not be saved or who don't come here. You know, the thing that, that uh, amazes me is these kids that we haven't seen much in the summer. I mean, we see them Sunday, but we're too busy to really see people. Mm-hmm. How much they've grown over mm-hmm. the summer. Yes. Yeah. In fact, some of them are growing so fast, they're in pain. <laughs> <laughs> my knees hurt, hey, Mama Paula. Before we go on, let me just make a programming note here for the audience. Uh, tomorrow uh, on the show, we'll have Pastor Ellis Goins, uh, who is planting our new church uh, on the northwest side of town, the Alamo Ranch area. Uh, and he'll be here to kind of share his story and share his heart. And those of you who live on the northwest side of town or or closer to there than here, um, uh, please tune in. He'll be here. You'll love him. Um, uh, we're really excited. This Sunday, August the 4th, will be his very first Sunday meeting. They've been meeting for five years on Friday mm-hmm. nights, mm-hmm. but this will be the very first Sunday meeting, sort of the, the birthday of the church. We yeah. ordained him last week, and and uh, he's getting started mm-hmm. this week, so we're excited about that. So that's tomorrow at 4 o'clock. On and how, um, uh, you know, that's a cool day. They They start their church on... Uh, Sunday, August 4th, which happens to be our baptism day. And so if he goes an altar call on that Sunday at his church, 
they get to go and get baptized on the same day. That's always so cool. So, um, baptism at what's what's the name of the place, babe? I don't know, but it's in Spring Branch. But you can go to our website, mm-hmm. uh, CalvarySA.com, and all the information is there. Yeah. And we invite you in the radio audience. There'll be a lot of food out there to eat. There always is, and and uh, we'll probably get in the water sometime close to five o'clock, four thirty to five o'clock. And start the baptism, but we'll be eating 3.30 to 4, probably closer to 4 than 3.30. After third service, it just takes us a while to get out there. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't been baptized or you want to be baptized publicly, um, we invite you to join us. Just introduce yourself to to uh, one of us out there, and they'll find your way to me, and uh, we can get to meet one another. We'd love to have you. That's at uh, this Sunday in Spring Branch. Go to calvarysa.com. And you can find the uh, the location information. It's about an hour ride out, I think. From here, for yeah. us, yeah. yeah. Some other people live closer. Um, and you know, another really sweet thing is the, the parking ministry. Uh, they have one of those ATVs or whatever they're called, but they're not three-wheelers or four-wheelers, so ATVs, where if you're handicapped, they'll pick you up from your car. Or if and, you just and, want to be picked oh, up. Anybody, yeah, anybody. <laughs> but I'm just saying, don't let anything keep you away from this baptism, Mm -hmm. you will have a great time. Um, The place has uh, been renovated quite a bit. We have the park completely to ourselves. There's um, a landing area where there's concrete, so it's not all just dirt and rocks and stuff. Seriously, for anybody who may be in a wheelchair, you'll be comfortable. We'll take care of you. So Remember the year, Paula, when we had uh, the man in the wheelchair? Uh, We were almost done with the baptism. And uh, somebody gets saved almost every baptism. Uh And, you know, just the the people are witnessing and the testimonies that are given. And um, uh, this man who is confined to a wheelchair, I look up and four of our men are carrying him Mm -hmm. into the water, fully dressed. He said, Mm -hmm. I want to get baptized. I want to give my heart to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And and, uh, he had no problem getting in the water. We held him up and put him under and he got saved that day. He lived another two months. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, those are always, always great experiences. So that's this coming Sunday. And, Paul, I'd forgotten all about it until you just said something. Oh, okay, cool. And that's also our daughter-in-law's birthday. It's Rivermont Rivermont Park is the name of the place. My producer just dug that out for me. So Rivermont Park in Spring Branch, Texas. Yeah, it's really nice. Nice drive. They, uh, they, uh, we went that park and it's just for us. And Mm -hmm. people kind of float by, you know, because it's on a river. But even then, somebody seems to always yeah, get saved. We're, we're told that the water level is a little higher this year, which oh, is good, yeah. which means it'll be cooler, which is nice because mm-hmm. it's going to be warm out there. Mm-hmm. But we invite you to join us. Uh, the only thing, um, and I'll tell our church this Sunday, um, we want you to dress modestly. Yes, please. It means please. keep your shirts on, men and ladies. If you're going to have uh, going to go in the water, please wear a T-shirt or something over mm-hmm. your Dark Your T-shirts are preferred. Bathing suit. Mm-hmm. We, we, we're here to honor the Lord, mm-hmm. and we'd love to have you. Okay, Paula, get to your stuff. Okay. Um, Sweet Summer Devotions, my stuff. Uh, we just had uh, Lauren Blanton. Uh, and, you know, sometimes people have these really deep, dark, sometimes uh, testimonies. Well, not with Lauren. She was born into a family. And her mom, she had her mom, her twin sister, like four or five friends that she grew up with, her aunt, and um, one of her neighbors. Now, the neighbor called herself, like like John is the disciple whom Jesus loved, his favorite kind of thing. This lady called herself Florence and Matt's favorite neighbor, even though, you know, I mean, she she just did that on her own. But um, So she had this whole group here. Um, but it was so sweet. She was raised in a family, a Christian mom and dad, who loved each other, loved their kids, and were openly um, demonstrative in their love. Uh, and it makes a huge difference when the parents, and that's what you tell the parents here, you know, when your kids see your Jesus, if he's really real, gentle, kind, compassionate, loving, you know, they'll want that Jesus and they'll want to emulate um, your behavior. And so to hear this whole testimony, she was saved at age seven and knew at age seven 
that Jesus was real. And she uh, had great friends and family to always recharge with, you know, Bible study. If she needed a, a particular word of encouragement or instruction, recorrection, I mean, correction or redirection, she always had that. And um, she said it was so fun living in her in her home. She's a twin, and they're different in personality, but they're the same in looks. It's like, whew, let me study you girls so I can know who's who, even though now I, I know Lauren well enough. I think if they tried to trick me, I might still be able to tell, but I, I, I won't even, I won't really commit to that. So um, at seven, accepting Jesus, um, she was saying it was so cute. And I tell everybody, and I'm going to tell you again, do not miss being here. It's convenient to stay home and watch it live stream. But the Q&A is better. And I, you know, not, not to take away from the, the teaching, but the Q&A is better than even the, the teaching. It's still her, the t- speaker, answering those questions, but it's your question. And she and that speaker is able to, um, you know, minister to your need. It was really, really awesome. Um, she was talking about how our obedience shows Jesus, our love. Um, <laughs> and, and her mom and dad always being involved in their lives showed them, showed her as two other sisters, um, showed them his love through them. And she even said uh, when she tried to do something wrong, there was immediate conviction. That is one of those ones where I want to always remember, because we all have immediate conviction. Sometimes we just put our hand up, figuratively speaking, in our heads like, I did not hear that, because this is what I want to do, you know. And But not, not for her. She would have immediate conviction. And her her group of friends, they had resolved, my old, my old favorite word, resolved to encourage each other to be good kids. It's like, we love Jesus, he loves us, and we want to show the world um, that there can be a difference, and we want to be good kids. We don't want to um, bring a, a frown to his face. It's sort of a mini accountability group she, yeah. she surrounded herself yeah. with. Yeah, she said if she was going to title her message, it was Discipleship and Accountability. And that's what, when the Lord says, do not forsake the assembling together of the saints as some are in the habit of doing. Um, Not only do they continue going to church, but they had a group outside of church. And to see that some of these, you know, I mean, she's not as old as our kids are, but she's been saved for a very long time, and to have these same friends who have been holding each other accountable for many, many years, it was just such a sweet blessing. To, you could see, you watched the, the testimony, you could see the joy in her face. You mm-hmm. could see the confidence. You could hear the confidence in her relationship with Christ, and it was just a, an amazing thing. She said also, not only were those friends um, dedicated, but the adults in her life. Were very encouraging, and when when the kids come here, that's that's one of the main reasons why Grandma Paula still tries to dance with the kids, you know, because I mean they're we're talking kindergarten too, and then there's me and everything <laughs> in between. But I I want to stay connected, um, and as long as the Lord gives me the strength to do it, that's what I'm going to do. Um, I you know He He allows me to do other things, but um, I want to be a source of encouragement in every way, um, not only to the kids, but to adults as well. And so did she. Um, she was saying that uh, they wanted to be honest, full of integrity, hardworking, and to learn how to, and all that came with working with difficult people. Yeah. It was not easy, um, but she wanted to, Jesus, who is. Yeah, you, you told me that in the Q&A session, and of course I'm not privy to that either, but yeah. 
uh, in the Q and A session, she said that that she had a relationship with her parents, especially her mom, but but with both parents, mm-hmm. where she could really talk about anything. Yes, and that's the way it ought to be in a Christian home. <laughs> and and so often we're trying to avoid the touchy subjects. Uh-huh. And when I say talk to uh, about them, if she was doing something wrong, they would have said, "No, you can't do that. That's mm-hmm. sin." And they would have talked about the reasons why. But she could talk to her mom uh, and her father about anything. And that's the kind of openness, Paula, that every Christian home ought to have. Yeah. And the problem is we don't take the time to sit and talk with our kids. We've got all of these um, electronic devices that, that get in the way of our one-on-one fellowship time. Um, but, but imagine how comforting it is for a, a, a girl growing up, especially through the awkward teenage years, mm-hmm. growing up, being able to say, Mom, I, I have feelings about this, or, mm-hmm. or, or I've been thinking about this. Can mm-hmm. we talk about it? Mm-hmm. And, and Mom and Dad, especially the mom in this case, <laughs> sitting down and being able to talk uh, about anything, that's the way it's supposed to be. That's right. It's funny, I'm laughing because she said in first grade, uh, she heard the word sex, and she didn't know what that meant. So when she went home, first grade, and she, she and her sister said to her, Mom, what's sex all about? And Mom was just way too ready to explain it <laughs> in detail. And she and her sister were like, um, okay, okay, dial it back a little bit, kind of. But Mom was like, no, this is what it's all about. And, you know, and just kind of explained. I'm sure it was still kind of, you know, to a fir- for a first grader, but the girls were like, okay, we, we really can't ask Mom anything, and she's going to let us know. But yeah, that that there's no holding back. I want you to know, I want you to hear it from me, and I want you to be able to come to me with with everything, and, and what a difference it would make. Yeah. Paul, all too often we have um, a, a picture that, that develops in our, in, in our homes that we, we get from counseling and and just ministering to people of, uh, you know, the kids come home, go to their bedrooms and shut the door. Yeah. And parents aren't allowed to come in without knocking. And and um, we get moms and dads in different parts of the house. That wasn't the way it was in, in Lauren's home growing up. Uh, it was Jesus's house. And the, the, the fellowship in the family um, was something that has stayed with her uh, to this day. I, I don't know how old she is, uh, I, but... but you know, she's a grown adult. She's got kids of her own now. And, mm-hmm. and um, you know, that's the way she's going to raise her children. And uh, that's the way it's supposed to be. Not, not the kind of uh, closed-offness that we so often see now where there's no communication between mm-hmm. kids and parents. And they get that a lot because there's often no communication in the home between mom and dad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she wanted to really, you know, I don't want to talk about... Um, this for both sides, but um, she learned accountability, and um, she said when when she would get convicted, <clears throat> she remembered when she would go to Jesus, he let her know that his forgiveness is immediate and complete, and at the end, she wanted to really encourage anybody who might have gone the wrong way or is in a bad spot that all they had to do is to say, Jesus, I am very, very sorry. And they were, like you say, not going to be on probation. His forgiveness is immediate and complete. Um, and that, that's First John 1, 9. And that our responsibility as Christians is to let others know that Jesus wants to forgive them um, completely and that they can be born again. And if they are born again, that they can start again. And so it, she just did a great job. So anybody who misses, I hope we're whetting your appetite that you won't miss the next. We have two more for this summer. And the next one will be Yvette Aguilar. I cannot yeah, I wait that, to right. hear this one too, you know. Um, she's been around a while. She's got kids and grandkids here in the in the church and school. And, and very uh, successful in the world. And, yep. And yet uh, was all empty without Jesus. Yeah. A very grateful woman. I, I, can't, I can't wait to hear her too. So anyway, sweet summer devotion.
every Monday. Well, when we come back on the other side of the break, I want to spend a little bit of time talking about that instant conviction okay. uh, by the Holy Spirit, because okay. I think that's important for us okay. uh, and for our audience. Uh, you're listening to The Word to Stand On for Life, 340-9585. We invite you to call and ask anything that's on your heart or mind, 340-9585. So, Yvette, this week, who's the final? The last one will be Alicia Brown. Uh, I'm excited for her, too. You know, let me say one more thing um, about uh, Lauren, and that is she left out her grandmother who started this whole thing. And the reason she did is because she didn't think she had enough time to give her whole testimony. And so, um, you know, thank you to grandmothers who love Jesus as well, because it just trickled down to the rest of the family. And so God bless you. I'm here in part because of the faithful prayers of a grandma who loved Jesus and and, uh, kind of put up with me all these years. So grandmas, grandpas, even if your kids are not doing the right thing, you can still have an influence. 340-9585. We've got 30 minutes left in the Date Day Show. We'd love your input. 340-9585. I'm Ron Arbaugh, the pastor of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And this is the Word of Santa for Life. We'll be back in two minutes. to the word to stand on for life we're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll free 877-630-KSLR now here's pastor ron arbaugh welcome back to the program uh this is the word to stand on for life the date day edition of the program 340-9585 for your live calls and questions i want to give a shout out to our dear dear friend uh she feels like a family member we haven't met face-to-face, but she's been listening to the program for a long time. Uh, Hindle in the Austin, Texas area. And she just sent an email said, Happy birthday tomorrow to Paula. We're so glad that she was born. Thank you, Hindle. So tomorrow's your birthday. Tomorrow's my birthday. She made it another year. Lord Jesus, will you hurry up and come back? And tomorrow you have to stop teasing me about being two years younger than me. Yeah, well. Because you're only one again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hindu, we love you. God bless you. Thank you for that. You are always so thoughtful. She doesn't miss an important event uh, at all. Um, let me get to our... So we've got a call. Um, oh, <laughs> we got Matt, Lauren's husband, uh, on line one from Civilo. Matt, thanks for calling. Hey, Pastor Ron. How are you doing? Can you all hear me very well? We can, we can hear you. We've been talking about your wife. I know, that's why I'm calling. I feel like I should say something if you're going to talk about my bride. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I I feel like I was the one person that missed out because I couldn't be there on Monday night with y'all. And I think she said because I'm a boy. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I did want to reiterate um, everything that she had to say about the people in her life, her friends, uh, her family the discipleship and the accountability has always blown me away. Um, it was, I mean, I knew her family before I knew her. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, it was just, it's just been an amazing uh, walk that we've had with each other. And, you know, she didn't even get into what our testimony has been the past few years since we've been married. And it's, uh, Exactly a month ago. Can you hear me? We lost you for a second. We'll let you know. Uh Yeah, I was just saying that she didn't even get into the testimony that that we've had going on since we've been married, and uh, it's been just that much more of a blessing. And um, You said something to me exactly a month ago, Pastor Ron, that we're ready to talk about uh, whenever uh, we all get a chance to be in the same place at the same time. Good baby. Yeah. Well, God bless you, Matt. Thank you for that. You know, I love you, Matt, very, very much, and I so appreciate the, the the man you are. What she said that impressed her the most about you right from the beginning, not only that you were cute, but that you talked about Jesus 
like you really knew him. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know Thank how you, you can say that you know Jesus without knowing Jesus. Yeah. 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 Well, God bless you, Matt. Thank you for calling. I appreciate it very much. And tell Lauren again how proud I am of her. She did a great job. Mm-hmm. Paula, one of the things I wanted to talk about as we before you go on to whatever is next mm-hmm. is this idea of instant conviction. Immediate conviction. Immediate conviction. When mm-hmm. she uh, was contemplating doing something wrong or started to do something wrong, mm-hmm. there was immediate conviction. And that's something that the Holy Spirit does in all of us. And we get so desensitized to sin or we we, we find ways to rationalize it, to move around it. We're always looking for loopholes when we read the Bible. And um, um, I I think the important takeaway from Lauren's testimony the other night is that life gets really, really sweet and really, really blessed when you respond to that instant conviction. Mm Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit comes into us. I tell our church all the time, the Holy Spirit's first name is holy. So when we're not walking in holiness, when we start to gossip about somebody, mm-hmm. when we start to, to, to do something or, or say something that, that we know the Lord wouldn't want, when we hold on to unforgiveness, and that often turns into bitterness, we know we're wrong. Mm-hmm. And this is where the battle with our flesh has to be won. And what Lauren would say, and I'm going to put words in her mouth based on what I heard her say, in the message is that that um, uh, the way to to die to your flesh is to say no to it quickly, and then life just is better. It's richer. Mm-hmm. You're, you're always with Jesus. I tell people all the time, just be with Jesus. Yeah. Everything you do is going to be better with him <laughs> than anything you do without him. Mm-hmm. And um, um, Lauren learned that lesson early growing up, and not only does it enriching her life with Christ. But imagine the pain that saved her over the years. Yeah. Yeah. Instant conviction mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. She said in high school, it wasn't so bad, but when she got to college, you know, you're away from home, family and home and being a twin, even in college, instead of she and her sister being in the same dorm, uh, they decided we're going to be individuals. So you be on the other side. I'll be on this side, different roommates, like for the first time. And so um, Lauren did say that she struggles with being a people pleaser by nature, but then she brought out um, Ephesians 4.29 because as she was trying to be a people pleaser in college, you know, to fit in, and who doesn't want to fit in, um, she was trying to go to some of the parties. But the just being with Jesus and Jesus just being with her he, she could hear Jesus say, why are we here? What are we doing here? You know, and she knew that he wasn't comfortable and neither was she. And so she didn't get involved in that. But she, she tried several times to, you know, go to these parties. And again, she would hear the voice of the Lord say, what are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that was part of Pastor Ellis's testimony. Last Friday night, he said, right. you know, um, um, uh, he had a friend who was faithfully uh, witnessing to him and invited him to a Bible study. Mm-hmm. He went that night knowing that he had plans to meet his girlfriend at a party later that night. Mm-hmm. And he just said, well, we'll go to the Bible study, then I'll go to the party. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of what I do. So <laughs> with the Bible study, but he really got saved. Yeah. And and he said, well, I can't just go to a party. He drove to the party to tell his girlfriend that I can't be here. We we need to leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got to tell you what happened to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but but even even walking in the party and seeing that that, that dead life, um, he just knew that was no longer who he was. Yeah. We all know that instinctively, and that's why I say all the time: there's there's no one who's really met my Jesus who can keep doing the same things yeah. that they're doing. You just can't. You know, you can have an emotional response. You can you can feel guilty and and make a profession of faith. Mm-hmm. But if you really met him mm-hmm. and the deposit of the Holy Spirit is given to you, then suddenly for the first time, even if you can't understand why, mm-hmm. holiness becomes an issue. Yeah. Like remember when you used to just throw trash out the window of the car. <laughs> and it was like, I got to go back and get that. You know? And for me, it was, I would go to the liquor store and, and 
buy some alcohol just to kind of anesthetize myself. And it's like the Lord says, you don't need that anymore. You have the Holy Spirit. You have the power of the Holy Spirit living in you. So you can put that down. Oh, man, I don't know if I can. Yeah, you can. And so, you know, and, and you just change um, the language. I mean, you, you talked about your language at one point. I had a filthy mouth. I was a college baseball player and hanging around locker rooms and then spent 21 years in the, in the automobile business <laughs> and had a filthy, filthy mouth. Yeah, some crusty and, people. And I got saved. And, Paul, you know the story, but uh, I've been saved for 20 years and I've cussed one time. One time. I didn't uh, hear it. I wasn't No, there. you weren't there. But the word, it was a Bible college. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the word came out of my mouth, and I was so shocked. And the Lord just wanted to use that to tell me, no, it's still in there. Yeah. But you've got to be vigilant in your fight against it. And, and in our culture, so obviously, well, you know, it's just words, and God knows my heart. Uh, we ought to be terrified that God knows our heart. Mm-hmm. Jesus says, the ugly stuff that comes out of our mouth comes out of it because it first is in the yes, heart. Right, it's in our heart. And, and that conviction is something that we as Christians have an obligation to respond to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to rationalize, oh, it's just words, mm-hmm. or I can't help it, that's just the way I'm, or I'm an angry person, that's yeah. just the way God made me kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, that's the beauty of, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation, the old is gone, the new has come. Mm-hmm. Uh, all we have to do is realize that we're not that person anymore. Yeah, that's what the scripture that Lauren used the other night, talking about not, you know, going to these parties and, and the immediate conviction that comes in Ephesians four twenty nine thirty. It says, don't use foul or abusive language Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them and do not bring. That's for the people. But and do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. And so if we're truly saved, we change um, because we're now no longer our own. We're his own. And he, he's saying, you know, because you have the Holy Spirit living in you, you're able, you're able to be changed. And so make the right choice when you hear or have the immediate conviction. Oh, I feel the Holy Spirit not happy with this particular behavior that I used to be involved in, ooh, he must be alive in me. And so I'm aware of it now. And it and, matters. And, and then we have a choice to make. Yeah. What and who is really important. Mm-hmm. You know what else? I, I, and I said I wasn't going to do this, but um, at the end, you know, again, you mess up after, on the Q&A and then what comes after that because we, we pray for people. Um, you know, uh, good people we were talking about good people don't usually see their need for Jesus. But this is the cool thing. She said that her friends were like guard dogs for her. Even when Matt came into the picture, <laughs> <laughs> they were like, who is this guy? You know, kind of a thing. And he was nice and he talked Jesus. Um, but she said, my friends were looking for red flags for me to protect me. And she said, she Really, really appreciated that. Um, she said the first time, well, she said it, I think, was it in the teaching or was it in the Q&A? See if you missed the Q&A. She said even the first time that she and Matt kissed, she knew she had to tell her sister. And she was kind of nervous about it. You yeah, know? She didn't say in the teaching, so that was in the q Okay. Q&A. So, but to be a guard dog for your friend, you know, um, Watch out if you see things start to happen. And it was so funny because one of our girls brought a young man to church the other day. And so I went to him and I was like, hey, I don't know you. What's your name? And he told me his name. And I said, so are you a Christian? And he hemmed and hawed, Pastor Ron, like, what are you talking about? Are you born again? What is that? And I just looked at her. He didn't see me look at her. But I said to him, I said, well, we love her, and I'm going to have eyes on you. And then I looked around, and then there's other, you know, your other pastors who are watching me, watching him. And I said, there's other eyes watching you because it's our job to protect this one. We're going to be a guard dog for, over her. And so we hope that you will be born again very soon, but we're going to be watching. And that's a really good thing 
See, that just kills me. That just absolutely kills me. <laughs> that, that a girl who's grown up in our church, or a boy, yeah. doesn't matter. And, and we've had this, we've, we've dealt with it over the years. But when they know, we're talking about the conviction, they know they're not supposed to date unbelievers. Yeah. They know it's not good for them. And, and yet they do it anyway. And I just think, oh my goodness, what? Why don't you get it? I, I want to save you so much pain. Yeah, I know. So, yeah. Also, thank God we, for we were saying, sister. Mm-hmm, <laughs> we were also saying, be guard dogs for your friends who are truly believers and you don't see them for a couple of weeks. Something's going on. Call them up. Ask them, what's, what's going on? Are you sick? Can I help you? Um, but be guard dogs for, for those. You know, kind of tangentially connected, uh, that, that's an opportunity to pray for those friends. And there is uh, often God will give you a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom mm-hmm. about what they're going through. And you can call and say, look, you're on my heart. What's going on? Mm-hmm. And, and if they try to say, well, everything's okay, the Lord will give you a word of wisdom and, and that'll let them know that God's a guard dog yeah. for them as well. And that's, that's one of the great uses of the, the gifts of the Spirit. Uh, God will give you information that you have no other way of knowing mm-hmm. because he wants to protect the people. Mm-hmm. 340-9585, if anybody has any questions about this or anything else that, that is on your heart or mind, 340-9585. Yeah, you know how you pray for the lost, the hurting, the hungry, the broken, the needy, and the confused. Mm-hmm. As I'm looking at my list of these, um, of the Sweet Summer Devotion speakers, that have already spoken and will, they're all on this list. Yeah. They're all on this list. And to be able to stand up in front of the congregation, um, knowing they're being, sometimes they, they try to forget that they're being live streamed. You know, um, They're able to demonstrate the power of God who is able to um, save the lost, feed the hungry, heal the brokenhearted, mm. you know, and straighten out the confused. Leisha, who will be our last speaker, has been dealing for the last couple of years, at least, with breast cancer. Mm-hmm. And we've kind of walked through this whole difficult time with her. Mm-hmm. And uh, her faith has just been remarkable in the strength and the, the growth through this. Now, I, no, we don't wish cancer on anybody, mm-hmm. but the strength that has resulted... Um, because she's had to depend on Jesus. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to see what Leisha has to Me say. Me too. Me too. Paula's first birthday. Uh, her oh. name is Eden Hope. Uh, Wim. Eden Hope. And, uh, yes, sir. And she will turn a year old tomorrow at my house uh, here in San Antonio. Well, you, yeah, uh, John, Paula, it's Paula's birthday tomorrow, not our anniversary. And so you can tell oh, her that, well, Paula, happy birthday, that she folks. shares a birthday. <laughs> yeah, you can tell her that she Thank shares you. a birthday with... Uh, with Paula. Yes. No, so I my mistake, I thought her. it was your anniversary. That's nope. September 16th. Don't forget, September 16th. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it on my calendar. Thank you. There Thank you, you go. John. Yeah, thanks. God bless you. great? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's really fun uh, when the radio listeners either make it to Joy of Jesus or the baptism this coming Sunday or and even at church sometimes, you know, they'll come in and it's really kind of cute when they'll say, you know, oh, I recognize your voice. It's like, oh, or I've been listening to you for however many years. And it's like, oh, okay. And they, they like putting the, you know, the face to the name and yeah, the we had, voice. We had a radio listener uh, come to church last night, yeah. uh, Brian. Yeah. Uh, he, I, he didn't get up to me. He was talking to other people. So mm-hmm. he didn't get a chance to get up to me, but, but it was nice to see him. Yeah. Let's go to Bernie now and talk with Jarrett on line two. Jarrett, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Yeah, thank you for taking my call, Pastor Ron. Uh-huh. Love your show. I have a kind Thanks. of uh, wild question for you, or not not wild, but I don't know if you followed in the news lately. There's been kind of a big scientific push going on where not breeding, but using human DNA and animals to build human uh, organs. And parts, I mean, there's actually some news that just came out that, you know, in certain parts of the world they're doing it. And there's even scientists from the United States that are helping. It's only done in China right now. But, you know, they're playing God with, mm. with uh, the human DNA and mixing it with 
monkeys and, and mouses and just stuff that's really, really dark uh, and, and, and quite frightening, in my opinion. Uh, but I know there's a Bible. I know Jesus talked about the Son of Man is going to come back when the days of Noah, when it becomes yeah. like the days of Noah. You know, and I've had some people, some biblical people tell me, you know, the days of Noah were extremely evil and there was, you know, a mixing of the DNA. I know about the Nephilim, but mm-hmm. what's your just overall take on what's going on from a scientific, you know, matter and, and, and tying it in with, you know, biblical, what it says in the Bible? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just get your opinion on that. I'd, I'd appreciate it. Thank you, Jared. I, I... Uh, you know, uh, Paul and I were talking about some another subject today, mm. and we're just shaking our heads saying it is impossible, absolutely impossible that we have come to this place where we're so depraved. And um, I mean, Jarrett, this is Tower of Babel stuff. Mm-hmm, that's what I was going to say. And um, God confused the languages there. Um, but, but remember going all the way back to Moses in Pharaoh's court, and uh, uh, Jannies and Jambres, who were opposing him, the, the court magicians, uh, they were able to replicate the miracles of Moses until the time when Moses uh, brought gnats um, uh, to life out of the dust. And they tried to replicate that, and they couldn't. And the reason they couldn't is because only God can bring life. Now, they were supernaturally empowered, Janice and Jambres were. It was the wicked spirit, but um, Satan couldn't bring life. And that was where the limits had been had been found. And uh, John, we're going to find out, or Jared, I'm sorry, we're going to find out that that um, th- these scientists uh, are, are going to, to find themselves opposing Almighty God. It's just an amazing thing. The Bible study I did last night, Paula, uh, com- contrasting the idols that man makes mm-hmm. with the real living God. And God says, okay, bring your idols, sit them in front of me and let them tell me, tell me the future. Mm-hmm. I say things that are going to happen and they happen. Let them tell me the future. And of course they can't. Mm-hmm. Well, in the same way, Jared, this is tower of Babel stuff. And, um, the, the judgment of God is, is going to come. Uh, we call that the great tribulation. And I just think when it, with every report like this, I hear, I just think we're closer and closer to the return of Christ, first for his church, mm-hmm. and then seven years later to come back and reestablish his kingdom on earth. It's just one of those um, unbelievably evil things. And I think the days of Noah, Jarrett, were described, if you go back and read that story, I'm going to be talking about Noah in the next couple of weeks on Friday night uh, as we're going through Hebrews chapter 11. But the days of Noah are described as um, the hearts of the people were only evil all the time, only in all, only evil all the time. This was a, a, a people completely given over to, to sin. And that's where we're heading. And uh, it's just one of those things that we can't do anything about other than pray that a move of God's spirit would, would start a revival so people get saved. But Jarrett, Jesus is coming back. Mm-hmm. And he's going to have the last laugh, and it's going to be a, a laugh born of a broken heart because mm-hmm. that's the heart with which Jesus judges. But everybody has a chance, and they simply aren't interested in hearing. Yeah, I love how at the end you were saying um, from uh, verses fifteen and sixteen, the victory's been won, and I and I wrote a prayer there, Lord, you're in control, though at times it doesn't look it. And so even with this, you know, science trying to produce only what God has made. Um, it's kind of looking like we're spending a whole lot of money, a whole lot of time trying to manufacture what only God can, can make. And uh, Hubris is, is overwhelming. Um, last night on the, the, the presidential debate, uh, one of the Democrat candidates um, um, got on his high horse and said, you know, we, we may be too late, but our only chance to save this earth is to completely do away with all fossil fuels. And we've got to start. We've got to start now or it's going to be too late. And, you know, um, as, as smart as he sounds, all he has to do is open the pages of the Bible and find out that when Jesus comes back, he comes back to Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. 
and that means the earth is going to be here, Jerusalem is going to be here. Uh, all we have to, to understand is that God created this. Jesus now holds it together. And when Jesus stops holding it together, it'll be too late for those who oppose Jesus. Yeah. Hard stuff. Yeah, it is. It is. And yet there's people out there who, maybe even Christians, um, on the verge of losing hope, you know? Um, and you ended last night, well, not complete end, but, you know, if you're that fragile reed, your, your faith is weak, and, and you're like, man, if Jesus doesn't encourage me or give me some hope right now, I'm not going to make it. And so um, hear this, if you're that, that wick that's about to lose your fire, this is what Pastor Ron did from the pulpit last night. He said, <sighs> he blew the Lord blows on that um, that almost smoldering wick, and then he also puts like a splint on that that kind of fragile reed so that you can make it. Um, so look for the Lord. Don't look for the things that are going on in this world that seems to be overwhelming because everything's so loud. There's so much noise about what is going to happen and but we know Jesus wins, and we'll be okay. Hey, thank you for tuning in today. You've been listening to the Date Day edition of The Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel of San Antonio, Texas. Tomorrow on the program, Pastor Ellis Goins from Calvary Chapel Northwest yeah, yeah. will be our guest, and you'll be blessed. May the Lord bless you and keep you. We'll see you at 4 o'clock. Bye-bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.